Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. All right, guys, here we go. We're off and running on this beautiful, beautiful, crispy, drizzly Thursday morning. Temperature's uh, up there a little bit. Mine's balmy. It's 37. Really warm. <laughs> Next week, we're going to have it in the 50s. Yeah. Oh, praise God. Good. <laughs> I'll take it. Foot flops. I love it, man. Come on. <laughs> you were the one wanting winter. I like a little bit of snow. I don't I don't mind it if it it's snowed again. It's going to be gonzo, buddy. I know, but it's going to be gonzo. And you know what? It's getting gross out there. The rain's coming. The snow's starting to get gross. Uh, I'm okay with it starting to get a little warmer now. At the very least, I'd like to walk outside and not have my face hurt. Think it's an early spring? No, it never is. <laughs> It never, it never is. is. It never feels like it. You know what's funny about Chicago? Even different than Alaska. When you get into February 1 in, in Alaska, mm-hmm. the sun's coming up now. It's pretty strong. It's glistening off the snow. Yeah. And then March comes. The Iditarod starts. And right after the Iditarod's over, breakup happens like clockwork. Mm. And you generally don't get too many big dumps after that. And breakup Not in is, Chicago. Breakup is what oh, again? Because this is an That's Alaska term. term. In Alaska, yeah, breakup. It's like couples are breaking up. Is it like a <laughs> it's breakup season. Allie, that, no, that's honestly you what did I thought. Not think that you did not think that. <laughs> like breakup you did season? not think that, Allie. It's a okay. breakup season. That's in That'd February. Well, that's what I was. Oh. That's what I was wondering. Uh, anyway, breakups. Breakups right around Valentine's Day. Kind of horrible. <laughs> if you're a oh. dude that ever broke up with a woman right before <gasps> Valentine's Day to save the cost of the gift, call in. I'm giving you Carl and Crew prize pack. Three one two two seven four nine six two four. Three one two two seven four nine six two four. I can't believe I'm doing that. I want to hear your story on air though, because well, it's got to be. Uh, I I don't see that as a bad thing. It begs a good question because if you've decided. I need to break up with this person. Let's, you know, for the sake of, of equality here, let's say guy or girl, because girls give I know, Valentine's you, presents to guys. So you, That was my point. Thanks you have, for redeeming this You're thing. welcome. You're welcome. Uh, you know, you have decided, okay, I don't want to date this person anymore, but Valentine's Day is coming up. Do I break up with them right before Valentine's Day, and then that's kind of harsh? Or do I give them the present on Valentine's Day and then break up with them shortly after because I really can't take this anymore, core, and I don't want to wait till March? My core conviction is in the thing before it. Absolutely. And there's pain, but I think there's more pain and more shame post Valentine's break. Well, yeah, because you just did this whole expression of love and affection, and then you go, "Hey, by the way, yeah, I was just trying I'm to be out. nice. I'm, I'm out. Yikes. Yeah, that's that's, that's worse. Painful. That's worse. So, okay, if you've well, decided that person just isn't worth the twenty five dollar Valentine's everyone. gift, well, twenty five bucks might be your like, problem. You, uh, twenty five dollars. <laughs> what economy do you live in? Well, that's what I'm saying. You getting her a Hallmark card <laughs> with a Tootsie Pop. For Valentine's Day? Carl and Jonathan uh, have, uh, is this a segment that are you sure. guys doling out dating advice? <laughs> well, hysterical well, action. Not I don't really. know. <laughs> not sure. Well, if no, I'm no, no. I, I, there's some truth in what Jonathan's saying, so let's ask the girls. Okay. Which would you prefer? Would you prefer some, if a guy is going to break up with a woman and feels like that courtship needs to come to an end, 
It's inevitable. It's going to happen. You know, let's say you can read his mind. You know that that's happening. Would you like it before or after Valentine's Day? Before. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. What do you say, Allie? Yeah, I, I, I guess when you put it that way. Yeah. Like, but you made it sound like the person was like, well, I don't really, things are going all right, but I really don't want to spend the money on the Valentine's gift. Do so you have ahead. to do this to me, Allie? I was actually going for the latter issue, not the former. <laughs> like, you never, Trying to get me in trouble? I misspoke a little bit. A little, a little, a little bit. revisionist I history there. I misspoke a little bit. <laughs> I'm having fun. Oh, my goodness. Oh, love's a fun thing. Love is an interesting emotion, isn't it? Oh, yeah. When you fall in love, my wife grabbed my arm this morning. It was weird. I don't know that we've ever, it was like we were pro wrestlers or something. She grabbed my <laughs> arm or asleep, and she's she's got her arm hooked around me, and I got my arm hooked around her, and I love that kid. She's Aww, a good kid. That's mm-hmm. awesome. We're coming up on 37 years in June. Congratulations. That wow. cat hair. Boy, somebody's getting old in this marriage. I don't know who it is. (laughs) You better say you. Yeah, you better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's me. Our dream, our dream, we said it for years, was we're going to both, this way we're going to go out. We're going to be laying next to one another, and we're going to fall asleep and wake up in the arms of God at 100 years old. And then about a year ago, I said, wait. I'm three years older than you. We can't both pass away at 100 years old together. Oh, this is <laughs> yeah, true. That so is we true. went with when she's 100. There you go. Okay. <laughs> then I'll be 103. Okay. <laughs> we'll like count it. it as 100. We'll just move you back a little bit. It'll be oh, fine. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, got a lot going on here today, guys. A lot going on. We got a really big shoe. A really big shoe today. We're going to have this, this topic we're going to have today. I'm so fired up about. Hold on is what I'm calling it. Helping you start your day with a boom. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, guys, we're going to have some fun here today. fired up about this topic. This one gets me going. Okay, let me cut it to you straight. You hear different ba- uh, biblical passages, revelations from God. I want to be very clear here. We often dumb down the, I was on this time away I was spending time with the Lord one morning, and I thought, you know what? When we talk about getting into the scriptures, we need to start calling it accurately. We are opening the revelation of God to us. Mm. Yeah. You know, we call it get in the word, get in the scripture. It's kind of like getting in, you know, Truman Capote's in cold blood. This isn't some novel. It's not some nonfiction. It's not a biographical sketch. This is revelation from God, inspired by God. Yeah, and, it's, and that's a good reminder because I think you're right. We can easily dumb it down. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm mm. like, hold the phone here a second. We talk about getting in Scripture like we talk about getting a burger. I mean, this is the revelation of God. Now, a couple of interesting thoughts here. John Piper was asked about preaching the whole counsel of God. In fact, he said he's had people come to him and say, you know, do you preach the whole counsel of God? And he says, well, what do you mean by that? Because the fact is, and he did the math on it, you cannot preach expositorily the whole counsel of God to a congregation in a lifetime. What do you, what do you mean preach expository? Word, word by word preaching. Okay. Verse by verse preaching through the Bible in a lifetime. Really? It's impossible. 
Can't okay. do it. J. Vernon McGee did uh, goes through the Bible. What's he do it in? How long is Dre? Somebody check out J. Vernon McGee. And the, the guy's okay. still doing it. But he'll go through the whole Bible. I don't know how long that takes him. But if you take, and he's, by the way, five days a week, Jay Vernon, he's on radio. Hmm. But a preacher's up there one time a week. Okay. So, and, and so the premise is this. John Piper said, it's incumbent on the preacher to know the context and the culture in which he lives, the challenges they face, and to be able to look at the Word of God and go, what, is, what do I need to grab from this to apply to our congregation's life? Otherwise, you're going to be kind of shooting in the dark on this thing. Right. But- yeah, what do you got, dude? Jay Vernon McGee has a five-year daily Bible study. Okay, so it takes him five years every day to get through the full counsel of God. And mm. by the way, it's exceptional. I can imagine. Have you ever heard Jay Vernon McGee? I no, have I haven't. Not. You haven't? No. Okay, I'm old. <laughs> I am old. It's official. I got one foot in the ditch. Ain't no doubt about it. <laughs> Jay Vernon McGee is awesome Bible teacher. Man, wow, what okay. a man of God. That's great. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with him. He still plays on a lot of stations. I was going to say, I mean, his, yeah. the whole website had like all the podcaster broadcasts guy's, that you could go and listen to. The guy, so. guy's been gone on to his reward for how long? Nin- he died in 1988. Wow. Yeah. And the guy's still being played, I mean, everywhere. Okay, five years daily. Wow. That's a long, <laughs> very extensive study. So here's my point. I'm going around McCready's barn. Let me land this thing. There are times when you are opening the revelation of God. I'm going to start fixing that because my prayers have changed since I was in Acts 4. Sovereign Lord. Begin mm. every prayer with Sovereign Lord. Changes everything. Yeah. Sovereign Lord. Okay, that's saying right from the front. This is in your hands. All of it. So it takes the pressure off you. Mm-hmm. It's all on God, and yet you trust his sovereignty. It starts everything right. Well, same thing with the Word of God. It's, this is revelation from God. And if we open it and read it, there are things that God will give us that will bounce off us differently than it will other people. Oftentimes, some scriptures are so much more relevant to us for sundry reasons. Uh, Upbringing, background, cultural bent, particular sins we deal with, temptations we deal with. For sundry reasons, there's things that just grab people's heart more than others. Yeah. So... Here's mine. Go and make disciples. I've gone through this story, so I'm going to do a real quick recap on this thing. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Very awesome passage. Go and make disciples. Not go plant churches. Not go gather a crowd. Not go get people that'll listen to a message. Not go get people that'll get into small groups. Go and make disciples. Apprentices of Jesus. Go and Make them. By the way, the, the you know what the term make means in the Greek? Original Greek? It means make. make. Love it. Which involves work, intentionality, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to make bread, you got to put ingredients together. You got to knead it. You got to do this. You got to preheat the oven. You got to boom, right? Well, making disciples, same thing. Guys, I need to tell you something. Team, I'm just talking to my team here, and you can listen in, Boom Crew. I am absolutely resolute. I am dogged on this the rest of my life. I am unwilling and unflinching to back away from being a pastor and a radio host that's committed to making disciples. I'm not going to get deterred. I am. It's one of those truths that I have now discovered, and I'm like, 
Man. Talking to a group of men out at Compass Church here. I guess I'm going to be talking to all the men at Compass Church here in a couple of months. But I was talking to a group at Compass Church out in Naperville. I said, guys, I, I get it. We've defaulted in this, in this evangelical world. And it's natural to think how many people are coming and how much money's given. Right. That's natural. But our primary metric, this is why it's probably for me more so than any of you in here, I'm a pastor. If, if I don't get that disciple-making great commission, by the way, as Jay Christopher was wont to say, not the great suggestion, if, I'm, if I miss this, I think I've, I've got spiritual negligence on my hands. I really do. So that's mine. Go and make disciples. 269 times the word disciple or follower is used in the New Testament. And so we got a fun question today. What is that truth, that biblical truth, revelation that you've discovered that you want to make sure you hold on to, that you don't let go of? 312-274-9624. Would love to hear what yours. You heard Carl's. He's not letting go of this truth that it's all about making disciples. What is that truth for you that you're holding on to? 312-274-9624. New to the show? Stick around for a while. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Have a good time in the old town tonight. I'm fired up. This topic has me going. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Matthew 28, verse 18 or 19 through 20. There, Go therefore, Jesus said to the disciples, and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing who, by the way? Baptizing who? Baptizing disciples. disciples. It's a big deal right there, guys. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. It's hard work. Disciple making is hard work. It's not easy. We're in the throes of it at 180 right now. There's a lot of great churches out there after this thing, but it's hard work. <laughs> yes, if it were easy, then there would be a lot more, more disciple making yeah, happening. I mean, and the, why is it hard? Why is disciple making hard? Because it's... As you often say, it's there are much easier things that can kind of almost pass as discipleship that I think sometimes we settle for, like getting people to come to church. Yeah, it's not easy, but it's easier to to get somebody in. Yeah, get, get them into the church building, invite them to this event, this outreach. That's easier and can sometimes feel like it's fulfilling the Great Commission. Totally, and the the problem there is, and I I put out. Um, I'm going to be sharing it next week. I put out a post a couple of days ago that was just boiling in my heart. And it's an expansion of what I wrote in the seven resolutions that discipleship was intended to be transformational. We've made it informational. Mm -hmm. You can set up informational clinics and outposts all over the place. Yeah. Life change, transformation requires life on life, helping people see the word, make adjustments. How do you make those changes? Because getting knowledge poured into your brain, that's eh, to get to a class. Yeah. And it also, I think we've heavily emphasized converts, which is very important. You got to get people saved to disciple them. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think we are heavy on 
getting people to raise a hand, pray a prayer, come to come to the altar, all awesome things. They're all awesome things. Um, but then oftentimes there's there can be a big gap. Okay, now what? Maybe we had 30 people respond on a, on a given Sunday. What do we do with these 30 people? Yeah, and you know why I know— Or the 200 that are still sitting in the, in the pews who are already there. saved. Yes, and the reason that I know it's hard work— is because I see how hard it is in my own life. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I personalize it, not true for you. Well, you can do it for me too. Okay. But the fact is, guys, I'm not letting go of this. Too long, too, too little time to get into the story, but God took me to the school of ooh, so spiritual leadership sobriety. That's a great school to go to. When you go to sobriety pastor's leader training, by the Holy Spirit 101. So yeah, so I'm guessing this wasn't a class you signed up for. No, this was a class God signed me up for. Yeah. And it was with brokenness and tears where I'm like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? That's what the Holy Spirit asked me. What are you doing here, Clausen? About that time, David Nelms plops his seat down right over here, right there from the Timothy Initiative. Oh, yes, I remember that interview. And he said... Did you know that Jesus didn't call us to plant churches? He called us to make disciples who would form churches. Mm. Disciple making was central from the jump. Powerful stuff, guys. So I'm not letting go of that one. But I don't want to dominate the airtime. All of us have things that we won't let go of. What are they for you? Allie, what's yours? Um, you know, I have a couple that I'm kind of going back and forth in my mind, which one to share. But I think one of the most central ones and it's it's super simple is the John 15 that oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that apart from him i can do nothing nothing and I, that one is one that i feel like i i want to hold on to because it's very easy to start doing and n- not really be abiding sister that's in my top 5 so i got disciple making abiding humility Three of my top five. But yeah, you're right on. And I'll just, I am the vine, you are the branches, whoever abides in me and I in him. He it is that bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. And that one is just, it's like I hear it a million times and I need to hear it a million and one. Yeah. Because that that temptation to focus on trying to bear fruit rather than abiding Oh my goodness. In Christ, and then the fruit of your life is not you trying. It's the outpouring of what's happening in, by the power of the Spirit. By the power of the Spirit. I was reading Andrew Murray last night about the surrendered life, and he said, you know, we pray for Holy Spirit power um, to do powerful ministry, to do powerful this, powerful that. And he says, but the primary power of the Holy Spirit is to love people. Yeah. And, I, and he then waxed eloquent on it. I'm like, oh, goodness sakes. Right on, Allie. Abiding yeah. in Jesus. That's, that, that would be one of your top it's couple. Absolutely. And because when, you, when you're, particularly when you are in ministry, and I kind of use air quotes there, when you're, maybe you're called upon a lot to yeah. do things at your church or your small group, and you become sensitive to that there are, and I'll just be honest, there are times when you finished either saying something or doing something and you go, that wasn't spirit led. Yeah. That was, that was me trying. 
That was me like, oh, we need you to pray here. We need you to lead here. We need you. And and you go, I wasn't abiding. Yeah. I wasn't spiritually ready for that. And that was me. That was my strength. And it's it's not it's not a great feeling. Take heart. Not confidence, but take heart, because we do find passages like Philippians 1, where some preach Christ out of really an animosity for Paul, but he used it anyway. Paul said that. Yes. But we can't let that default switch be our catch-all. No. No. Just can't do it. So we got a question for you. What do you got to hold on to? What, What revelation from God have you discovered or rediscovered? Maybe time and time again, like me. <laughs> and you're saying, I got to hold on to this. See why I'm so excited about this, guys? I do. This is important. This is important, man. What are you holding on to? 312-274-9624. Quick banner ad today on this discipleship thing. I'm doing a webinar tonight on discipleship. It's hard work. It ain't easy. I'm actually going to do one tonight, next Thursday, one with Mark Job. And we're going to introduce you into a coaching thing for T7R that's mm. going to be really cool, but it's hard work. So if you don't want to work in the power of the Spirit, I don't want you to get this link because it ain't worth trying. <laughs> but if you think, I, might, I think I'm ready to become a disciple, come and get this link, show up at a webinar tonight, 7 o'clock. Just text the word web to 312-274-9624. Web to 312-274-9624. You'll get the details for tonight's webinar. Uh, there's also one Thursday. So if you go, I can't make it tonight, there'll be another opportunity to sign up for next week. So go ahead and get the link, get the info. And if you're available, interested, fill out the quick form and you'll get the details. Yeah. Man, I'm excited about this topic. Yeah, I can tell. It's a good one. <laughs> Everything you need to start your day right. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Allie had some time with the cool cat daddy, one of my one of my friends. I love Dave Wilson. Yeah. He and Ann are an amazing couple, aren't they? They really are. And he has a pretty cool connection to a team that's going to be playing in a big game this weekend for the NF- <laughs> NFC Championship. The Detroit Lions kind of become okay. America's team. <laughs> It's like the lovable lions. Oh, man, they're seeing some success. And he has a really cool connection and some stories that, oh, boy, they're going to encourage you. Take a listen. Well, if you follow football at all, there's a team that's kind of become America's team, sort of the lovable underdog that's uh, making a pretty good push to uh, make it to the Super Bowl. They have to get through the NFC championship game this weekend. I know at least one person who's going to be cheering and maybe even praying them through it. Dave and Ann Wilson with us this morning. Dave, you spent 33 years as a chaplain with the Detroit Lions. How are you feeling about this weekend? Well, I might have lost my voice cheering this weekend. Um, and I and I love being called America's team. We've never been called that before. That is pretty cool. It's definitely, you know, an exciting time in Detroit. Talk a little bit about some of your memories and the type of work that you did with the team. A lot of people aren't really like, what does a chaplain do? Do you just pray with the players before the team or before the big game? What is it? People would probably be surprised to know there's a full-blown ministry that goes on on NFL teams. In fact, Saturday night in Detroit, I spoke to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow. <laughs> before they before they played uh, the Lions uh, the next day, because they have a chapel service just like the Lions do. 
But I don't know, Allie. I mean, they lost. They lost. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I think the Lions are going to send me to San Fran and have me speak to the 49ers. <laughs> But, I mean, to answer your question, uh, when we were with the Lions for 33 years, we had a Monday night couple study, which was for married couples or guys and their girlfriends. Uh, Thursday, Ann had a a Bible study for the women. Friday, I had a Bible study for the coaches, the front office, and the players. And then Saturday night, we had chapel. And then during the week, there's a lot of marriage and family counseling and one-on-one meetings that go on. So it's a full-blown ministry during the season and even in the off season. Yeah. I think the thing that's underlooked too, that people don't realize these guys are married to and have these remarkable girlfriends, like really gifted, talented women. And they come to a city to follow their guys and they don't know anybody, you know, it can be really lonely. And so they would come to our Bible study because they want to know people. So it was really a great opportunity just to be able to pour into them, to talk about Jesus and the difference he can make in your life and your marriage. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Dave, is there a story that stands out that was kind of, uh, you know, fruit of, of what you saw, some impact that you were able to see the Lord make in your time as a chaplain? Is there a story that comes to mind? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, actually. Uh, one season, we had a quarterback come in and had a real vision for the locker room and partnered with us, and uh, John Kitna was his name. And we baptized 27 players and their wives and kids in one season. Um, wow. I don't think we won any football games, but, <laughs> you know, the media doesn't even know that kind of stuff happens. And one of the guys that got baptized that year was – came to know Jesus. He came to know Christ during that season was our third-string quarterback who really – was a backup most of his career, but now is really well-known because he's an ESPN broadcaster, Dan Orlowski. Wow. And, uh, you know, last year when DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo safety, went down yep. with cardiac arrest, the next day on live TV on ESPN, Dan prays out loud for him. I remember I that. He, yeah, that was Dan. He came to our Christ in our ministry. I did he and Tiffany's wedding. Um, we're talking about writing a book together about what a real man is. So, I mean, it's just one of many, but Dan is having an incredible impact for the kingdom. Uh, and he came to Christ uh, in 2007 in that locker room. Wow. Dave and Ann Wilson, our guests this morning. I didn't even give you a proper introduction. That's my bad. Co-host of Family Life Today, weekdays, 11 o'clock, right here on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Married more than 40 years, have spent more than 30 years teaching and mentoring couples and parents across the country. You can also connect with them on Facebook. Just search Dave Ann Wilson. You'll find uh, some fun pictures of his time with the Lions. Just go to Facebook. If you use Facebook, just search Dave Ann Wilson. Yeah, good stuff, man. Orlovsky, what a great dude. Kirk Herbstreet. Kirk Herbstreet, he's college game day. Yeah. Big dog, man. And I got to tell you, guys, it is one of the most unbelievable things to see the character of those guys shining through on the small screen. Absolutely. It's just a a cool thing. Absolutely. Well, I love, I mean, uh, Dave mentioned it in there, that moment last year when DeMar Hamlin, you know, uh, went down on the field and it was a big medical emergency. Dan stopped on ESPN and just prayed. Like on live TV. That was Orlovsky that did that. Yeah, right. How cool is that? It's so good. Okay, we're back to a hot question and I'm fired up about this. This is... mm, 
This is one of the greatest gifts we can give you today. Honestly, to get you thinking about what is that, the, the single most important revelation from God that you've ever discovered or rediscovered, how many yes. times, Allie? <laughs> a million, a million and one. <laughs> that you've discovered or rediscovered, that you know the Holy Spirit's telling you, hold on, hmm. hold on to this one. 312-274-9624. What is yours? Come on. 312-274-9624. What's yours, Young Thunder? Coming up, because it's got a little story to it. Okay. I want to share with you what I have to hold on to now, which once I first skewed before I knew Jesus. Oh, this is going to be good. This is Matthew West. It's called More. You can give us a call. Get lined up here, guys. What revelation from God, central truth, is God calling you to hold on to? In fact, you know in your spirit, I got to hold on to this thing. I can't let it go. 312-274-9624. Discipleship to start your day. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, Boom Crew, asking you for some fun stuff here today. I can't believe we don't have more people calling in. That's okay. You're probably cogitating on it. No yeah, problem, because no we got ample content in here. Lord hit me while I was in uh, India actually coming back and I'm just like, boom, I can't wait to do this day. This today. And sometimes we talk about opening God's word or opening the scriptures. No, no. I'm talking about when you've received, as you open the pages of scripture, revelation from God, which is, whoa, revelation from God. Yeah. Truth that can change everything. What truth do you have to hold on to? You read it, you discovered it, you've rediscovered it. It's And by the way, sometimes ones that you most need to hold on to seem to most slip through your hands. It's just weird how that works, yeah. man. Also and, true. You know, and you can think about what are the what are the verses that you consider like your life verses? What are the ones that you scroll out on a note card and maybe put up on your mirror because you want to be reminded of it? Those or, could be it. Yeah, that's oftentimes an indication of what what are what are those truths that I'm like desperate to hold on to? Yeah. And for me, that's a fascinating thing because I've written out scriptures before that have been refrigerator type verses. Sure. But for me, go and make disciples, Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Uh, you know what I need to do, Allie? I need to go home and write it out on a piece of paper. <laughs> you don't normally think about that kind of a verse for a refrigerator magnet verse. Because it's almost so familiar. That well, it's, like it's a what you're doing. I think refrigerator magnet verses are uh, more of the inspirational. type. Yeah. In comfort. OK. You know, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Rather than go and make disciples. But the two you just mentioned, I could easily see those being ones that like. No, I mean, I'm not poo-pooing them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not poo-pooing them. I mean, how can you poo-poo scripture? It's like, take your pick. What what's the, what's the truth that you discovered or rediscovered that you are so desperate to hold on to? You go, this one, I can't lose this. Yeah. 312-274-9624. So for me. I'll give you a little 30,000 foot view here. Okay. When, when I wasn't saved, but I thought I was, I was very convicted by my sin. God was trying to reach out to me saying, you got a sin problem and, uh, and you're not saved. And so I leaned. <laughs> so awesome. That is so awesome. I told your story in India and these oh, people yeah? are like, he was on radio. 
<laughs> he went to Bible college, yeah. and then I and then I spun it around. I said, "How easy is that?" And I started giving local scenarios, and yeah, they're like, yeah. "Oh, that's good. Praise God." Yeah, he used it. I love that. God used it. Okay, so, go ahead. So I, in that time when trying to fight against the "Hey, you're not saved," I I used this verse to kind of hold me back, like encourage me a little bit, make, you know, oh, give me some confidence okay. that I was okay. okay. So it was first uh, John two verses one and two, my little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the father, <laughs> Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is the propitiation or the substitute for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So I looked at that and I said, Hey, if I sin, God's got me. You know what? I'm covered by his grace. I'm okay. And I didn't realize that I had no relationship with him and that I wasn't following him. I had missed the first part of it, which is verse one, which is my little children. I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin, uh, because that's a part that God wants you to hear as well. And so, so, so what you used to hold on to as comfort for your sinning. Yeah. Now you hold on to in a different way. So when I came to Jesus, I was so concerned with like, okay, now I've got to follow him all the time. I can't mess up. I can't mess up. And I was super distraught every time I did mess up. <laughs> and so, You're a good kid. you know, I swung to the other side of yeah. the pendulum where I was super, uh, you know, anxious all the time that I was messing up and making mistakes and that were, that my eyes were on my sin all the time. Yeah. And so now I hold on to that verse and I hold on to both parts and I look at it as a comfort inside of my salvation, inside of my relationship with God. I'll read it again with that light on it. Boom. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, if a child of God sins, we have an advocate with the father in Jesus Christ. He's the substitute for our sins and not only ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. You know what? When you read it that way and you have the, because Grace is not the privilege to live as you like. Right. It's the opportunity to live as we never could before. Yes. And so I use that grace not to live as my flesh would like, as my sinful self would like. I use it to live like Christ wants me to. Boom. But I also understand I'm going to make mistakes along the way. And, but, and, and God is there. But now what there. used to be permission now actually compels you to live more righteously by the power of the Spirit. Yes, and I have a balance of his grace for me and my mistakes and also following him wholeheartedly. Boom! That's good. Boom, pick and boom! And I have to hold on to both. If this doesn't fire you up, you got wet wood. <laughs> there you go. Really wet wood. Nelson in Elmhurst. Come on, man. Get in here, Nelson. What do you got? Uh, hold on. Are you there? I'm yes, here. Yes, we're here. You're on air. Oh, okay. I didn't know you heard me. Oh, anyway, the thought came to my mind with that question was, without the first commandment, active and prominent in my life, loving God with all my heart, soul, and mind, I have just religious motivations instead of... Uh, Heart motivation. Yeah. That, so, you, know, you know, everything derives from there. Surrender, passion for, like you were saying, discipleship. All that becomes super religious without the love of God in my heart and uh, that surrender. Boom. Boom. That That's killer. That's good. Nelson, you're the first one out of the shoot this morning, so guess what? Stay on the horn, you get a Carlin Crew prize. Yeah, let's go, Nelson. <laughs> oh, See thanks, there? Guys. You, know, you yeah, never... guys in the morning. It's good to listen to you. Well, it's good to have you with us, Nelson, and that's great. And Nelson's right on. I mean, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, 
And is it John's count? Which gospel has strength? One of them. Somebody help me. Uh, ah, no, I'm sorry. I should know this. It's okay. Anyhow, uh, but but here's the fact. The great commandment. I mean, what Jesus say? He says you can boil it down to this. Here's what it all boils down to. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Mark. It is Mark, yeah. Heart uh, with all your heart, soul, mind. With all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yes. I mean, guys, and, and Nelson's right. When you get that loving the Lord with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, when you get that central, now it gives proper impetus to everything else. Waking you up with adrenaline and Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Yeah, listen, I want to tell you something. I was at 38,000 feet scrolling through, I don't know what I was in. I think it was in Apple Podcasts. But you can find it anywhere. Wherever podcasts, wherever your platform is. And I'm scrolling through all of Allie's snapshot testimonies and I'm like, well, Shazam. Some big dogs in here. Oh, yeah. And everyday people. Boom crewers. So if you want to get your socks blessed off, and I mean really get fueled up to follow Jesus, sometimes there's nothing like story. There's nothing like story. I mean, story is what gets people cooking here, man. Whether it's the woman at the well or Paul on the Damascus Road or who's ever telling or, or sharing a story, it's life-changing. Yeah, or this week, Alvi, who's 82 years old and in the Boom Crew and is a survivor of abuse who found both physical and spiritual freedom in the most <laughs> amazing way. So awesome. So here's the deal. Text SNAP and get subscribed to Allie's podcast right now. SNAP to 312-274-9624. You're going to dig it. SNAP to 312-274-9624. You got it. Ah, uh, let's go. Uh, we got a first-time caller here, Allie. You got that? Let yeah, me, let's uh, go to Philomena from Philomena. Chicago. Uh, tell us about that truth, that discovery that you are so holding on to. I, this one, I think, is after my own heart, too. Go ahead and tell us about it. So the scripture comes from John fifteen five. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him will bear much fruit. But without me, you can do nothing. So uh, my revelation from this is that no matter what I do, if Christ is not the center, then I am I'm nothing without him, pretty much. And I have to consistently abide in him. Boom. So good. Sister, we're so with you on this one. <laughs> this is one of our favorites, it, too. It, this, is top, this is top five, for, probably top three. In fact, I think I'd rank mine right now, and they may shift a little bit, but mine I've got as a particular call on disciple-making. But on the heels of that, important parcel of disciple-making is helping people understand the power of abiding in Christ. Yes. Philomena, thank you so much. That is awesome. First-time caller. Give her a hand, guys. Come Woo. on. Come Great on. Job, Scott. Great job. Good stuff. So we're asking you a really simple question here. What is that thing that you got to hold on to? And by the way, it's that revelation from God. Don't ever open the word again or get into the word or crack open the scriptures. Open God speaking to you with revelation, the revealed truths from the one who created all that has been made. Oh, yeah. we've we got to we got to quit dumbing down even what the word of God is and look out. 
God will do something amazing in you guys. It's really cool. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. All right, all right. Here we go, guys. Well, I got to tell you, Young Thunder was a man of his word. <laughs> go ahead, I my was. man. So uh, yesterday, I got home from work. I grabbed my lunch. I plopped down on the couch. And I watched It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> Yay! A little Christmas movie in January. A little Christmas movie in January. That's, a, that's like a two plus hour movie, right? Yeah, it was, I think, just slightly over two hours by like a minute or two. But then you got the end credits and everything, so it doesn't care. It's under two hours. Uh, but, you know, I, I felt real bad because I told Carl before Christmas break started that I was going to watch this movie, and I didn't watch the movie. And he told me he was going to watch a movie that I liked, and he did watch Elf. the movie. It's Elf. Not, it's not a fair trade, by the way. <laughs> it's a great movie. Elf is a great movie. Different in uh, in genre, for sure. Better. To me, the second half is much better than the first. The first <laughs> is too goofy. The guy's got his face in his spaghetti and all this other yes. junk, and he's just- His maple so, syrup spaghetti? Yeah, so absolutely. Dumb. Dad, dad. <laughs> I'm like, oh, come he on. He never knew this his is, father. Yeah, it's, He thought it's Santa so was his dad. It wasn't. Dumb. <laughs> So dumb. Come it's a on. classic. It's, it's a, classic. a classic. It gets good at the end. Yeah. So nevertheless, I uh, I I watched It's a Wonderful Life, and I liked it. It was a good movie. It's a good movie. It was a wholesome movie. Isn't it great? Yes. It had some great lessons to it. Yeah. Just tremendous. Yeah. It's so heartwarming. It. It would come away from that. And you don't feel like you've grieved the spirit like watching Elf, like like <gasps> other movies. <laughs> What? <laughs> no, Elf is a great movie. You know, the end of it was great. I will one, tell you that. The one thing I was bummed about, Mr. Potter never got his comeuppance. Oh, he did. Well, I guess he did. For eternity. For eternity. He's just not in the movie. In the two hours, he didn't get his comeuppance. Well, he got his comeuppance in that he never really got what he thought he was going to get. Yeah, he thought he was going to get yeah. George Bailey out of, out of town, Boy, out of his they, life. Did they cast him right or they what? They did. That Mr. Potter was a great villain. I'm sure you give spoiler uh, notices for anybody who hasn't seen the movie Allie, yet. the movie came out in the 40s. For anyone else. <laughs> you who, hadn't seen it. For, so for anyone else it who hasn't been a person of their word. <laughs> I was supposed to watch it, too, and I... I have I have not. But at the very least, so don't yes. give me spoilers. Let then. you yes oh, be you yes and you no be no. Let me be surprised. Well, Allie. Oh, wow. listen. Even if you haven't seen it, you're past the point of spoiler warnings. <laughs> Was there like a sixty year a sixty year a sixty year statute of limitations? Yeah, spoiler warnings no longer are in you effect for it, it's a know, wonderful seventy life. years after it's come out. <laughs> All right, everyone calling in. Hold on the phone. We're gonna uh, hold on the line here. Those three. Those. Those few that are calling in, we're going to get to you in a little bit. But it is time for a big giveaway right yeah. now. Yes, we've been doing this all month. This is our final day of small group giveaways for this book bundle, The Seven Resolutions Where Self-Help Ends, God's Power Begins. This is Carl's book. came out a couple years ago now, and it's it has been uh, such a tool used by God in so many people's lives. It's been, you hear, Carl gets to hear some of the stories. We've heard stories here on the show. If you want to win 10 copies for your small group and you have the influence uh, to be able to say yes, this is this is going to be something that we can put to good use. Then let's get you on the phone right now. Don't just keep it to yourself. Give what you've heard to a friend with the Carlin Crew Showcast. Just go to carlincrew.org. 
bring him in, Allie. Let's bring in Gabe from Crystal Lake. Gabe, you are the winner of our book bundle for small groups. Tell us about your small group and your plans for this book. Uh, well, I lead a community group at our church. Um, I'm also the men's ministry director at our church, so I coordinate a lot of different discipleship groups. And I'm forming a leadership advisory council for our men's ministry, and I'll probably use this as a resource for training those guys as we develop groups moving forward. That's awesome, man. Wow. That's really great. That's awesome. Thanks, Gabe. That is tremendous, Gabe. Man, I appreciate that a ton. That is so cool. And uh, what I'm going to do is we're going to send out 10 copies of this, and I'm going to throw in 10 uh, copies of the T7R planner, day planner as well. And I just Godspeed to you, man. And remember this. Discipleship is hard work. It's like it's change. It's watching God by the power of the Spirit change lives more than just information. It's transformation. You get that, don't you, Gabe? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. being able able to be involved in, in men's lives and then just the church, you know, community as a whole. Um, it gets messy sometimes, but uh, God calls us to walk alongside folks, and while He does the the heavy lifting, we're just there to yeah to support and 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 help and guide folks and um, just watch God do what he does. Yeah, right on. Good word. Man, I'm glad you won this, Tim Pack. That's awesome. Thanks, Gabe. Way to go. Give him a hand, guys. Come on. That's really cool. Way to go. Gabe. Sounds a whole lot like discipleship, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. does. And by the way, speaking of that, we got a big deal happening tonight. I uh, just got a few hours notice here, but tonight at 7 p.m., I'm doing a webinar about coaching through T7R. And we're launching a whole new coaching raft of people that are going to be a part of this. I want to just be really honest with you. Discipleship is way more than just getting information. It's about humbling yourself and letting the Lord transform you. Just had a guy text in that had a story much like mine. He came to a point 16 years, not going to say text number or anything like that, but a great brother just texted in and said he's, at, he's broken. He's at a point in his life where his wife said, I don't have any emotion for you anymore. And he said, I thought I'd try to love her well, but I was doing it in my own strength. And so here's the point. Even a man in, in the ability to love our wife as Christ loved the church, it's going to require the Holy Spirit to do some real altering of our lives. It could be sin that needs to be killed. It could be time that needs to be redeemed. It could be you need to join God because you've been doing it in your own strength for too long. But whatever the case, I know this for sure. If we humble ourselves under God's mighty hand and we begin to abide in the vine, we're going to see fruit born in our lives. It's, it's unexplainable in human terms. It's, yeah. it's supernatural. So if you want to do the work of keeping in step with the power of the Holy Spirit, if you're not up for that, I wouldn't grab this link, but if you're, if you're up for watching God work as you humble yourself under his mighty hand, I want you to get to a webinar tonight that's going to introduce coaching for T7R and take, take you to a new place in 2024. Some of the things you thought weren't winnable are winnable. And Allie's got the link and uh, everything you need to know to get registered for tonight at 7 p.m. And by the way, a week from tonight, I'm going to have Dr. Job with me on one of these webinars as well. But tonight is going to be an awesome time together. Not too late to get signed up. Just text the word web to 312-274-9624. Web to 312-274-9624. 
taking calls today on what is that one thing you got to hold on to, that revelation from God that you discovered or rediscovered or re 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 <laughs> discovered. Because that's often the case. Very much so. Because those things that we know, we discover them and we're like, man, I can't let go of that. Oftentimes are the things that Satan wants to pry from our hands more than anything else and hearts. 312-274-9624. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Ian calling in from uh, Palatine this morning. Ian, what's that truth, that revelation that you've discovered or rediscovered that you so want to hold on to? Good morning, Boom Crew. Uh, quick story. I don't have a verse or anything cool, but a story that uh, of my story uh, it came in from a night of sin, uh, one where I actually got taken advantage of, too, uh, many years ago. Um, and God reminded me of that moment, and he came in like a, like a roaring lion when the devil was coming after me. I was so tangible in that moment. And uh, I got his grace, his love, his mercy, his care. Uh, but recently he reminded me that I came in because you're my son. I claimed you. I claimed you because you're my son. Yeah. That's why I came. I'm fighting for you. It was just an identity shift that happened recently. God reminded me of who I am. Yeah, That's what I wanted to share today. Uh, that's beautiful, man. That is beautiful. You know, the sonship thing and what God does at the new birth miracle. I want you to go to Ephesians 1 today, Ian. I want you to yeah. camp there, okay? I want you to go to Ephesians mm. 1, read that, and, and camp out there a little bit. And not only sonship and that we're adopted and that we're sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit, but the riches that we've been given in Christ Jesus as sons and daughters of God is just staggering. So check it out, Ephesians mm. 1 today, Ian. Love you, man. Thanks mm. for calling in today, bro. Thank you. Boom. That's good. That's why nice. we call you the Boom Crew. That's why. No doubt. Not because you're old and boomers. We call you Boom <laughs> because you're oh, Ameners. Wow. Well, that's the Boomer Crew. Uh, yeah, that's a different crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bowling league or something for that. Need a wake-up call? We can help with that. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, this is where it began. Where was I at? It's coming back from Mumbai or in the middle of the, my Mumbai trip that I was at in India here last week. You'll get more details on that coming down the road. We're going to have a couple of days. I thought it was one day, but I guess it's two days committed to that, and that's going to be great. That's in April? Yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah, in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, boy, the Lord was revealing some stuff to me over there. One of them is, oh, my goodness, hold on and don't let go. And it's so easy to let go of this. Let me give you, let me give you my passage of Scripture. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. You know, if you want God to be with you, especially I'm talking to pastors and leaders right now, the presence and power of God to be with you, if you want to get into the swift water with God, disciple-making is it. I don't care if you're a counselor. I don't care if you're a small group leader. Discipleship has always been about transformation. We made it into information. But the reality is, is that real discipleship includes conviction, course correction, actual life change that takes hold of God's promises. And it's hard work. It's why it's easier to measure other things. But I am holding on to this. And, and you might say, well, Carl, how strong do you have to hold on to it? Hard. Because I feel like Satan's trying to pry it from my fingers and my heart every day of my life. Yeah. 
There's a gravitational pull for me as a pastor to find validation because we, we've been, we somehow trained ourselves in this. I don't know how it became part of the whoop and wharf of the culture, but we, we've trained ourselves to find validation by how many people are coming and how much money's given. That's our primary metrics. How's the church doing? I don't know. Is it growing? And you can't even let numerical growth intoxicate you away from the calling of disciple-making. Now, disciple-making is hard work because when it says to go and make disciples, I, you know, my bride made some sourdough bread here again recently. She's got this great starter, and she uses this icorn flour, and it's this bread. I get giddy like a kid in a candy shop when she's making this stuff. <laughs> but you know what? When I watch her making it, it's work. Yeah. It's not easy reason people don't make bread is because it's hard work. I got her one of those newfangled machines that does a boom, 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 that stuff. Oh, bread, yeah, yeah. Like a bread maker. Yeah. It's got great sound effects. <laughs> I can tell. But it's still work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Disciple making is hard work. But the Lord has said, hold on to this, Carl. Hold on to it. Don't let it go. What is that passage? What is that revelation that God has shown you in the word of God that you're holding on to and you can't let go? 312-274-9624. Give us a call right now. 312-274-9624. Super die. Come on, sister. What's yours? Mine is just God's unconditional love. I very much grew up that love was conditional, extremely conditional (laughs) And not only you had to earn it, you had to perform for it, and it could be lost at any moment, any moment. So, yeah, you've got the John 3, 16, of course, God so loved the world. And then you go into Romans 8, God demonstrates his own love that, you know, while we're still sinners, Mm -hmm. Christ died for us, that love, the concept of love. But the the one that really got me was in Romans 8, 39. No, no height, depth, anything, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that love is an unconditional love. And that blew my mind and took me a very long time to really let my heart soften and accept it. But don't you have to rediscover that from time All to time? Come time. on, let's get honest. All the time. And to get and, and to get to a place too, to be able to let others know that it's not performance and you, you are love. The concept of that, how loved you are by God and always have been. Power. I just want to shout it and I want people to know that they yeah. are. Yeah. That's a huge That's one for me. Good stuff. Boom Crew. Celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Okay, guys, um, we're going to be going back to our question of the day. The whole theme today is hold on. We're asking you, what central passage of Scripture, a revelation from God, have you heard the Spirit say, hold on to this and don't let go? Hold on. You've discovered it or rediscovered it or, like I like to say, re, 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 re. Respect. Is that what, what was coming? Because that's what it sounds <laughs> no, like. No, it's rediscovered, rediscovered, <laughs> rediscovered. Because these sometimes these revelations from God that you've got to read, you've got, to, and the reason you got to rediscover them is it's like Satan and demonic forces are trying to pull these from oh, our yeah. hands and our heart every day. That's And that's been the case, each one that's been shared. It's a fight to hold on to it. 
because it's so crucial to your walking in spiritual victory. So, of course, the enemy's always trying to pull it away to get you to forget. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, we've got uh, Brenada. Uh, Sorry if we got that wrong, but Brenada, first time caller from Chicago. Uh, what revelation from God are you holding on to? Well, thank you, first and foremost. Um, thanks for, for getting my name right. It is Brenada. Oh, good. And I just want to know, let you know, first of all, you guys do such a wonderful job early in the morning. And since I can't sleep at night, I wake up early enough to hear you guys oh, that's over great. and over. So, so kudos to you guys. So the revelation that stuck to my heart <clears throat> was, you know, in the Bible was, first of all, in my mind, it was always doing. We always talk about, you know, how to quote scriptures and everything. And we know the Bible and no words, but do we do the word? And so the Lord put on, pressed upon my heart in doing is to imitate Christ. And then it brought me to the next word. How do I imitate, how do I imitate Christ? What did Christ do? Well, he loved and how how Jesus did was that he loved. And so in doing and imitating Christ, it led me to the first and second commandment yes. of the old scriptures. Uh, love the God, love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind. If this is the first commandment and then the second commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. And after many years, I thought love your neighbor meant literally to love your neighbor, the person that lived next to you. Yeah. But it really meant everybody and so in order to love now it brought i mean it brought a lot of people that want to hate but again <laughs> when Je you're honest hate them. but 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 then again jesus you know even when they he was on the cross he the folks that was killing them and he said forgive them they know not what they're doing so that was really genuine unconditional agape love and for months this past month i've been doing deep studies on love and all this other kind of Good. stuff. I'll just I'm not going to go there, but the bottom line was that the Holy Spirit pressed upon my heart that I have to learn how to love my enemies because in loving my enemies, it actually does free me. And I have learned to forgive my enemies, but now I got to learn how to love them. Yeah. So now to love my enemies in order to be an imitation of Christ as a Christian. And I, I probably would be the only Bible that any, a lot of these people's walking around would see because yeah. the church has hurt many people that they probably wouldn't darken the doorway of a church. Yeah. So again, I have to imitate Christ. And how do I do that is by loving yes. them. And so what better way is learning how to love my enemy first. Now, everybody else you can love because the people you like, that's easy to love. Jesus said it. Love right. somebody you want to hurt. So the second, the first and second commandment has pressed upon me all through fact of me trying to be like Christ. Boom. And the first thing about him is, you know, he had to love. Yeah. You are right on, sister. That is powerhouse. And someone on the Boom Crew 3462 just texted in, boom, boom, boom. Yep. <laughs> and here's what's great. Love is the fruit of the Spirit. So you can't bootstrap this thing into reality. Yeah. This is born of God itself. Only way you can love your neighbors to get on your face and sniff carpet fibers and go, God, your spirit threw me because I can't love my neighbors without your power. Can't do it. 
That's why we call you the Boom Crew. We want to hear from you. What revelation from God? You heard Renata's story. We've shared our own stories, but you have something too. That revelation that you've discovered, maybe rediscovered that you are so desperate to hold on to. 312-274-9624. Let's go to Christian from Chicago. Good morning, Christian. What's that truth for you that you're desperate to hold on to? Good morning, everybody. Um, So um, the word says in the book of Psalms, from where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who created the heavens and the earth. And and for some reason, it, it's in Spanish with, that, that really touches my roots. It says, ¿De dónde vendrá mi socorro? Mi socorro viene de Jehová, quien hizo los cielos y la tierra. And I, I'm currently going through a season where baby number two is coming in late May. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Jonathan. Baby number two is coming. Thanks, man. Um, I feel you. Yeah, and 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 I'm just trying to grapple onto everything, you know. It's just like a grapple onto everything, and, and and just and just you know hang on tight. It feels like I'm anchored in a hurricane, but then I remember that Christ was sleeping in the boat when when the storm came, and so my help comes from the Lord, who created the heavens and the earth. Yeah, good that's, word. That's really good. Good word. Love it. Yeah. Psalm one twenty one one and two. If you're wondering. You're listening right now. What do you say, Boom Crew? What are you holding on to? A revelation from God that you're like, I cannot let go of this. I just can't let go. Roberta, first time caller, Joliet. What do you say, Roberta? Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. Mine is prop. Mine is Proverbs three, five, and six. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, Roberta. Lean not to thy own understanding. Roberta, acknowledge <laughs> God in all thy ways, Roberta. Roberta. And he promised Roberta that he should direct her path. And for me, I had trust issues growing up as a little girl. Things happened in my life just growing up, molestation and all that kind of stuff, incest. And when I got saved at the age of 18, I learned to trust God. Amen. You know, it was not easy. Wow. It was not easy. And I wavered and I, I got kind of shaky. But then the spirit would remind me because when I got saved, I got saved delivered, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I know what it is to trust God in everything. I don't care what it's about. It was about my fingernails, my toenails, the hair on my face, (laughs) anything. I talked to God about it. I acknowledge God in everything Mm. that concerns me in my life because doing that, he promised me. All God's promises is yea and amen. amen. And he promised me that he would direct my path if I don't lean to Roberta's understanding. And I make everything about the Word of God personal. Yeah. Because it's a personal it relationship. It is a personal It's book. a personal walk to serve God and lean on him in every part of my life. Roberta, let me, ask, let, let me ask you this, Roberta. Isn't it amazing how yes. Satan tries to pry that out of your fingers and out of your heart? Isn't it amazing how that wily old devil tries to just snatch this Anchor truth from our lives, and you you keep going yes. back and holding on, don't you, sister? Yes, holding on because I and I call him out for who he is, and I start letting him know the word of God. I do what Jesus said: "I am more than a conqueror." And then I quote Proverbs three five six: <laughs> "I can and will do all things yeah. through Christ Jesus that strengthens me." 
Yeah. No weapons formed against me shall prosper because I trust God. Amen. I trust him. I cannot get off of that Proverbs 3, 5, 6. And that is my scripture that the Lord has given me when I witness and share to whoever, awesome. wherever. That's awesome. Great. Way to go, Roberta. sister. Boom. Awesome. First That's time why we call from... you the boom crew. <laughs> from Joliet. I you know what? Personalizing of scripture. Roberta, you brought so much fire. I'm bringing you a Carlin Crew prize pack. <laughs> How about them apples, <laughs> Roberta? You. you hang on the line. God. Don't, Thank you. You. you don't go away. We're sending that out to you. I love it. Love it. Tremendous. Let's get one more here really quick. Yeah, let's go to Faith. First time caller from Elgin. Uh, Faith, tell us, what is that revelation that you are so clinging to? So a very long and agonizing story made short. Seven years ago, my husband of 20 plus years uh, came to me and told me he had found someone else. And my world oh. literally was pulled out from under me because I was an at-home mom and that was my life. And so all through the process of these seven years, I've just had so much anxiety and uh, at first was obsessed in praying over it and then said, God, I don't want to be obsessed with praying over that. I've got other things to pray for, whatever. Um, but my verse of the year last year, uh, God gave me was Psalm 5-3. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. And I kept hearing all through this awful process, Faith, just wait, wait, follow me, do, you know, learn what I'm trying to teach you, but wait on me um, because I'm good. And um, so I realized, though, it's like, okay, Lord, I know how to wait because you've been teaching me to wait through all the times I've wanted to quit. And, um, but I wasn't waiting expectantly. Mm. And so the big word was, Love, love me, faith, trust me, and wait expectantly for the good that I have for you, no matter what that looks like in the end. And and believe it or not, we actually are trying to baby step our way into reconciling. <laughs> oh, but anyway, even if we hadn't, even if we hadn't, um, there is so much that God has developed in my heart and uh, been able to use me in my job at Aldi <laughs> to like speak to people, and just so much has happened that I'm just was just a word from him. You've gone wow. through a lot and God has sustained you. You went from a state, you're, you're, you're a working mama now, aren't you, sister? I am indeed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, let me pray you for you. You got promoted too. <laughs> That's, wow. you know why? Because, because guess what? You got the life of Jesus radiating from you, faith. Father, in Jesus' Absolutely. name, I thank you for faith. I thank you for her name. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for her yeah. name. Thank you for her name. Depending on God. And Lord, I pray that as faith waits expectantly, that you would do immeasurably more as you promised than she could ask or even imagine. God, heal up those little places in her heart that are still hurting. Let her know how much she's loved by you. And whether her husband humbles himself and comes back or whatever, may happen. God, I thank you for faith. She's an inspiration to so many today that are listening, some with tears stro- just streaming down their face right now. God, just thank you for faith. And I'm asking you to bless her so thoroughly. Just bless her. Yes. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. F- funny side note, I was an oops. My mom doesn't know why she named me Faith. She was not a believer. Oh, that's because wow. that's because God gave you your name. Your mom didn't. Absolutely. <laughs> and the funny the funny thing is too, 
my married name is King. Oh, for crying out loud. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Amen. So anyway. All right. Faith. I love you guys. Thank you. Doing what you're doing. By the way, it's not so anyway, just for the record. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like so, exactly. so everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Good grief. All right. Boom, sister. That's what Man. we're talking about. Ah, give her a prize pack, too. <laughs> okay. I'm feeling my oats today. Hang on, Faith. Okay. You're getting a prize on, pack. Babe. Don't go away, Faith. Taking your calls right now. What is that revelation from God that you've discovered, maybe rediscovered, that you're so desperate to hold on to? 312-274-9624. Wow. Boy, fired up. Come on, Just man. Just a little bit. Come on. It's like coffee, but for your ears. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We're getting started. We're moving. What are you anchored with in God's word that you're like, I got to hold on to this. I can't let it go. It's a revelation from God in his word that you're like, man, this is, I can't let this go. I've been reminded of this. I've had this revealed to me and I can't let this go. 312-274-9624. Anthony, first time caller. What do you say, Anthony? I'm so blessed uh, to be able to get on here and hear you guys because I've been listening to you guys so inspiring to me. Oh, that's in the encouraging. Morning. That's encouraging. But, uh, the, just as this morning, I was thinking about how tough my day was yesterday, and, and the Lord revealed to me his word, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. And, uh, and I just grabbed a hold of that, and I'm going to grip it tight, Around my neck, as, as, as the word says in Proverbs, <laughs> and just carry it with me all this day. Yeah. And just try to be as strong a witness for the Lord as I can be today. Yeah, that's right on, buddy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. And oftentimes, oftentimes, how does that apply? Come on, think about this right now. How does that apply? Well, I think it applies in a couple different ways. So the the first is to say, you know what? My day is difficult, but I know my God is honored when I put my foot forward and I, I work I work to the glory of God yeah. for his joy. Yeah. And we have, and it, it, I mean, it's happened for me when I have my eyes focused on God's joy over my day, I work harder. Mm-hmm. I work faster. I work word. stronger. And also, like he said, when it comes to being the light of Christ— the joy of the Lord grows when we share his love with others. It's a mindfulness that we have a choice at any given moment. Yes. It's like humility. We've got a choice. We've got a choice. Can I do I am I going to choose to focus on the life situation that I'm in yep. or the joy of the Lord that's going to get me through it? Absolutely. And we have that choice every yep. day. Every yep. day. Absolutely. Boom, Anthony. Good stuff. Want to put faces to their names? Just follow Carl and Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget, that's Carl with a K. Okay, we got our final winner on T7R. Yes, before we get to Deborah, I want to make sure that you know that you can still win individual copies of this book. If you miss out on the small group, no worries. We're giving away uh, copies to our online winners, and that runs for another uh, couple days until the end of the month. So just text the word NEW to get that entry form so that you could try to win a book there. Text NEW to 312 274 Nine six two four. Congratulations to Deborah from Prospect Heights. Big winner today. Deborah, tell us about your small group and how you'll use this book. Okay, we have a um, 
a couples Bible study group with our church, uh, St. Paul Lutheran in Mount Prospect. Great. And we meet monthly. And I'm so excited. There's about uh, 10 couples, so it's perfect. Ooh. Oh, that's great. Well, enjoy, Deborah. You're the winner today. That's and, exciting. Uh, we'll get oh, those out to you right away. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. God you bless. Are, you are welcome. God bless you. Pretty cool, huh? Oh, each of these winners, it's been really special to hear how God had them win that day. Yeah. yeah. I it really, really love been. I really love how many small group and ministry leaders we have listening to the show. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. Cuz I mean, you know, it's obviously an unfortunate thing that not everybody who calls in can get this, but there's a lot of people calling in to get these things for yeah. their small groups. A lot. I love it. What a blessing. We had yeah. small groups strategizing how they could maximize their opportunity yes. to win. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Let's all call in at the same time. <laughs> One of us might win. That's so good. That did happen, didn't it? Yeah, we had someone email us or text us. It was, and I thought that was really hilarious. I love it. And so very much. smart. Yeah. Some people are right now going, I should have done that. Heard about that sooner. <laughs> oh, there's always stuff that we're giving away here, guys, because we love you and helping you take your next step with Jesus. Coming up in a couple of minutes. I think we got time for one or two callers really quickly. Okay, we're asking you what revelation from God have you discovered or rediscovered that you so desperately want to hold on to? 312-274-9624. Need a wake-up call? We can help with that. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We're going to have to get that out of there, dude. Why? We need a wake-up call. We can, people are still thinking <laughs> that we give wake-up calls around. I think it'd be hysterical. You just program it and you hear. Hi, this is Young Thunder. Time to get up. up. Rise and shine. Wake up, wake up. The glory, glory. No, oh, man. Suey or whatever call. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Call Suey. him right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wake up. Wake yeah, up wake up call. Right now, wait. Call the pigs. Wake up call. Suey. Oh, boy. Suey. Why are we doing this? Get up on out of bed now. <laughs> Can you imagine in a dead sleep and hearing that? That's so good. Across your Alexa. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. People would get up out of bed and glorify God, unlike the average day. Amen. Yes. That's what I've heard. Holly, first time Carl and McCuller. First time Carl. Oh, my goodness. Holly, come in here and save us. Help us, sister. Tell us, what are you holding on to in Scripture that you can't let go of and why? Okay, well, this one is really precious to me, and God just revealed it um, a few days ago. It's from Isaiah 46, verse 4, and it's for all of us that are getting a little bit older and we're wondering Oh, Lord, how yeah. are we going to get through the next 20 to 30 years? Allie, listen and up. And it says, <laughs> she's not that old. <laughs> it says, even to your old age, I will be the same. And even to your graying years, I will bear you. Mm. I have made you and I will carry you and I will bear you and I will deliver you. Isn't that cool? Oh, that is so good. Read it again. Read it again, Holly. Okay. Isaiah 46, 4, even to your old age, I will be the same. And even to your graying years, I will bear you. I have made you and I will carry you and I will bear you and I will deliver you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is right. <laughs> is right. Love that. Man, 
That'll make the gray hair go blonde. That's so encouraging. We're going to call her Hallelujah Holly. Hallelujah Holly. (laughs) Hey, Holly, hold on the horn because I feel like we need to give Holly a garlic crew prize back. Because you encouraged Allie in her latter years. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Allie. Appreciate you, sister. Stay on the horn. Boom. That's what we call that is a powerful passage. Yeah, I love it that really one. Is. Oh, too much fun around here. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew as we help you take your next step with Jesus. You're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.